0: Act Five of Titus Andronicus by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Five, Scene One Plains near Rome. Enter Lucius with an army of Goths. With drum and colors. Approved
1: warriors and my faithful friends, i have received letters from great rome which signify what hate they bear their emperor and how desirous of our sight they are therefore great lords be as your title's witness imperious and impatient of your wrongs and wherein rome have done you any scath let him make treble satisfaction
2: brave slip sprung from the great andronicus whose name was once our terror now our comfort Whose high exploits and honourable deeds In grateful Rome requites with foul contempt, Be bold in us, we'll follow where thou leadst, Like stinging bees in hottest summer's day, Led by their master to the flowered fields, And be avenged on cursed Tamara.
3: As he saith, so say we all with him.
1: I humbly thank him, and I thank you all, But who comes here led by a lusty goth?
0: Enter a goth leading Aaron with his child in his arms. Renowned
4: Lucius, from our troops I strayed to gaze upon a ruinous monastery. And, as I earnestly did fix mine eye upon the wasted building, suddenly I heard a child cry underneath a wall. I made unto the noise, when soon I heard the crying babe controlled with this discourse. Peace, tawny slave, half me and half thy dam. Did not thy hue beret whose brat thou art? Had nature lent thee but thy mother's look? Villain, thou mightst have been an emperor. But where the bull and cow are both milk-white, they never do begat a coal-black calf. Peace, villain, peace! Even thus he rates the babe. For I must bear thee to a trusty goth, who, when he knows thou art the empress babe, will hold thee dearly for thy mother's sake with this my weapon drawn i rushed upon him surprised him suddenly and brought him hither to use as you think needful of the man
1: o worthy goth this is the incarnate devil that robbed andronicus of his good hand this is the pearl that pleased your empress eye and here's the base fruit of his burning lust say war-eyed slave whither wouldst thou convey this growing image of thy fiend-like face why dost not speak what death not a word a halter, soldiers hang him on this tree and by his side his fruit of bastardy
5: touch not the boy he is of royal blood
1: too like the sire for ever being good first hang the child that he may see it sprawl a sight to vex the father's soul withal get me a ladder
5: a ladder brought which aaron is made to ascend lucius save the child and bear it from me to the empress if thou do this, I'll show thee wondrous things that highly may advantage thee to hear. If thou wilt not, befall what may befall. I'll speak no more, but vengeance wrought you all.
1: Say on, and if it please me, which thou speakest, thy child shall live, and I will see it nourished.
5: And if it please thee, why assure thee, Lucius, twill vex thy soul to hear what I shall speak. FOR I MUST TALK OF MURDERS, RAPES AND MASSACRES, ACTS OF BLACK NIGHT, ABOMINABLE DEEDS, COMPLOTS OF MISCHIEF, TREASON, VILLAINIES RUTHFUL TO HEAR, YET PITEOUSLY PERFORMED, AND THIS SHALL ALL BE BURIED BY MY DEATH, UNLESS THOU SWEAR TO ME MY CHILD SHALL LIVE.
1: TELL ON thy MIND, I SAY THY CHILD SHALL LIVE.
5: SWEAR THAT HE SHALL, AND THEN I WILL BEGIN
1: who should i swear by thou believest no god that granted how canst thou believe an oath
5: what if i do not as indeed i do not yet for i know thou art religious and hast a thing within thee called conscience with twenty popish tricks and ceremonies which i have seen thee careful to observe therefore i urge thy oath for that i know an idiot holds his bauble for a god and keeps the oath which by that god he swears to that i'll urge him therefore thou shalt vow by that same god what god soe'er it be that thou adorest and hast in reverence to save my boy to nourish and bring him up or else i will discover naught to thee
1: even by my god i swear to thee i will
5: First, know thou, I begot him on the empress. O oh, most insatiate
1: and luxurious woman!
5: Tut, Lucius, this was but a deed of charity, To that which thou shalt hear of me anon. Twas her two sons that murdered Bassianus. They cut thy sister's tongue, and ravished her, And cut her hands, and trimmed her as thou sawst. O oh, detestable
1: villain! Callst thou that trimming?
5: why she was washed and cut and trimmed and twas trim sport for them that had the doing of it
1: o barbarous beastly villains like thyself
5: indeed i was their tutor to instruct them that codding spirit had they from their mother as sure a card as ever won the set that bloody mind i think they learned of me as true a dog as ever fought at head well let my deeds be witness of my worth i trained thy brethren to that guileful hole where the dead corpse of bassianus lay i wrote the letter that thy father found and hid the gold within the letter mentioned confederate with the queen and her two sons and what not done that thou hast cause to rue wherein i had no stroke of mischief in it i played the cheater for thy father's hand and when i had it drew myself apart and almost broke my heart with extreme laughter i pried me through the crevice of a wall when for his hand he had his two sons heads beheld his tears and laughed so heartily that both mine eyes were rainy-like to his and when i told the empress of this sport she swooned almost at my pleasing tale and for my tidings gave me twenty kisses
2: what canst thou say all this and never blush
5: ay like a black dog as the saying is
1: art thou not sorry for these heinous deeds
5: ay that i had not done a thousand more even now i curse the day And yet, I think, few come within the compass of my curse. Wherein I did not some notorious ill, As kill a man, or else devise his death, Ravish a maid, or plot the way to do it, accuse some innocent, and forswear myself, Set deadly enmity between two friends, Make poor men's cattle break their necks, Set fire on barns and haystacks in the night, And bid the owners quench them with their tears oft have i digged up dead men from their graves and set them upright at their dear friends doors even when their sorrows almost were forgot and on their skins as on the bark of trees have with my knife carved in roman letters let not your sorrow die though i am dead Tut i have done a thousand dreadful things as willingly as one would kill a fly and nothing grieves me heartily indeed but
1: that i cannot do ten thousand more bring down the devil for he must not die so sweet a death as hanging presently
5: if there be devils, would I were a devil, To live and burn in everlasting fire, So I might have your company in hell, But to torment you with my bitter tongue?
1: Sir, stop his mouth, and let him speak no more.
0: Enter a goth. My lord, there is a messenger from Rome, Desires to be admitted to your presence.
1: Let him come near.
0: Enter Emilius.
1: Welcome, Emilius. What's the news from Rome? Lord Lucius,
5: and you, Princess
1: of the Goths, the Roman Emperor
5: greets you all by me, and, for he understands you are in arms, he craves a parley at your father's house, willing you to demand your hostages, and they shall be immediately delivered.
2: What says our General?
1: Emilius, let the Emperor give his pledges unto my father and my uncle Marcus, and we will come. March away.
0: Exant. End of Act 5, Scene 1 Act V, Scene Two, Rome, before Titus's house. Enter Tamara, Demetrius, and Chiron, disguised.
6: Thus in this strange and sad habiliment I will encounter with Andronicus, and say I am revenge, sent from below to join with him and right his heinous wrongs. Knock at his study, where, they say, he keeps to ruminate strange plots of dire revenge. Tell him, Revenge is come to join with him and work confusion on his enemies.
0: They knock. Enter Titus above.
3: Who doth molest my contemplation? Is it your trick to make me open the door that so my sad decrees may fly away and all my study be to no effect? You are deceived. For what I mean to do, see here in bloody lines I have set down, and what is written shall be executed.
6: Titus! I am come to talk with thee.
3: No, not a word. How can I grace my talk, Wanting a hand to give it action? Thou hast the odds of me, therefore no more.
6: If thou didst know me, thou wouldst talk with me.
3: I am not mad. I know thee well enough. Witness this wretched stump. Witness these crimson lines. Witness these trenches made by grief and care witness the tiring day and heavy night witness all sorrow that i know thee well for our proud empress mighty tamara is not thy coming for my other hand
6: no thou sad man i am not tamara she is thy enemy and i thy friend I am revenge, sent from the infernal kingdom to ease the gnawing vulture of thy mind, by working wreckful vengeance on thy foes. Come down, and welcome me to this world's light. Confer with me of murder and of death. There's not a hollow cave or lurking place, no vast obscurity or misty vale where bloody murder or detested rape can couch for fear, but I will find them out, and in their ears tell them my dreadful name, Revenge, which makes the foul offender quake.
3: Art thou revenge, and art thou sent to me to be a torment to mine enemies?
6: I am, therefore come down and welcome me
3: do me some service ere i come to thee lo by thy side where rape and murder stand now give me some assurance that thou art revenge stab them or tear them on thy chariot wheels and then i'll come and be thy wagoner and whirl along with thee about the globe provide thee two proper palfreys black as jet To hail thy vengeful wagon swift away, And find out murderers in their guilty caves. And when thy car is loaden with their heads, I will dismount, and by the wagon-wheel Trot like a servile footman all day long, Even from Hyperion's rising in the east Until his very downfall in the sea. And day by day I'll do this heavy task, So thou destroy rapine and murder there.
6: These are my ministers, and come with me.
3: Are these thy ministers? What are they called?
6: Rapine and murder. Therefore call it so, cause they take vengeance of such kind of men.
3: Good Lord, how like the Empress' sons they are, and you the Empress. But we worldly men have miserable, mad, mistaking eyes. O sweet revenge, now do I come to thee, and if one-arm's embracement will content thee, I will embrace thee in it by and by.
6: Exit above. This closing with him fits his lunacy. Whate'er I forge to feed his brain-sick fits, do you uphold and maintain in your speeches. For now he firmly takes me for revenge. And being credulous in this mad thought, I'll make him send for Lucius, his son. And whilst I at a banquet hold him sure, I'll find some cunning practice out of hand, to scatter and disperse the giddy goths or at the least make them his enemies. See where he comes, and I must ply my theme.
0: Enter Titus below.
3: Long have I been forlorn, and all for thee. Welcome, dread fury, to my woeful house. Rapine and murder you are welcome, too. How like the empress and her sons you are! Well are you fitted, had you but a moor. Could not all hell afford you such a devil? For well I wot, the empress never wags, but in her company there is a moor. And would he represent our queen aright? It were convenient you had such a devil. But welcome as you are. What shall
5: we do?
6: What wouldst thou have us do, Andronicus?
2: Show me a murderer, I'll deal with him.
6: Show me a villain that hath done a rape, And I am sent to be revenged on him. Show me a thousand that have done thee wrong, And I will be revenged on them all.
3: Look round about the wicked streets of Rome, And when thou findst a man that's like thyself, good murder, Stab him, he's a murderer. Go thou with him, and when it is thy hap, To find another that is like to thee, good rapine, Stab him, he's a ravisher. Go thou with them, and in the emperor's court There is a queen attended by a moor. Well mayst thou know her by thy own proportions, for up and down she doth resemble thee i pray thee do on them some violent death they have been violent to me and mine
6: well hast thou lessened us this shall we do but would it please thee good andronicus to send for lucius thy thrice valiant son who leads towards rome a band of warlike goths and bid him come and banquet at thy house When he is here, even at thy solemn feast, I will bring in the empress and her sons, The emperor himself and all thy foes, And at thy mercy shalt they stoop and kneel, And on them shalt thou ease thy angry heart. What says Andronicus to this device?
3: Marcus, my brother, tis sad Titus calls.
6: Enter Marcus.
3: Go, gentle Marcus, to thy nephew Lucius. Thou shalt inquire him out among the Goths. Bid him repair to me, and bring with him some of the chiefest princes of the Goths. Bid him encamp his soldiers where they are. Tell him the emperor, and the empress too, feast at my house, and he shall feast with them. This do thou for my love, and so let
7: him, as he regards his aged father's life. This will I do, and soon return again.
6: EXIT now will I hence about thy business, and take my ministers along with me.
3: Nay, nay, let rape and murder stay with me, or else I'll call my brother back again, and cleave to no revenge but Lucius.
6: A to her sons: What say you boys? Will you bide with him while I go tell my lord the Emperor how I have governed our determined jest? Yield to his humour, smooth and speak him fair, and tarry with him till I turn again.
0: Aside,
3: I know them all, though they suppose me mad, and will all reach them in their own
6: devices,
3: a pair of cursed hellhounds and their damn.
2: Madam, depart at pleasure. Leave us here.
6: Farewell, Andronicus. Revenge now goes to lay a complot to betray thy foes. I
3: know thou dost. On sweet revenge, farewell.
6: Exit Tamara.
3: Tell us, old man, how shall we be employed? Tart, I have work enough for you to do. Publius, come hither, Caius and Valentine.
0: Enter Publius and others.
3: What is your will? Know you these two? The Empress' sons, I take them, Chiron and Demetrius. Fie, Publius, fie, thou art too much deceived. The one is murder, rape is the other's name, and therefore bind them, gentle Publius. Caius and Valentine, lay hands on them. Oft have you heard me wish for such an hour, and now I find it. Therefore bind them sure, and stop their mouths if they begin to cry.
0: Exit. Publius lay hold on Chiron and Demetrius.
3: Villains, forbear! We are the Empress's sons! And therefore do we what we are commanded. Stop close their mouths, let them not speak a word. Is he sure-bound? Look that you bind them fast.
0: Re-enter Titus with Lavinia. He bearing a knife, and she a basin.
3: Come, come, Lavinia, look, thy foes are bound. Sirs, stop their mouths, let them not speak to me, but let them hear what fearful words I utter. O villains, Chiron and Demetrius, here stands the spring whom you have stained with mud, this goodly summer with your winter mixed. You killed her husband, and for that vile fault two of her brothers were condemned to death. My hand cut off, and made a merry jest, Both her sweet hands, her tongue, And that more dear than hands or tongue, Her spotless chastity, Inhuman traitors you constrained and forced. What would you say if I should let you speak? Villains, for shame, you could not beg for grace. Hark, wretches, how I mean to martyr you! This one hand yet is left to cut your throats, Whilst that Lavinia, tween her stumps, doth hold the basin that receives your guilty blood. You know your mother means to feast with me, and calls herself revenge, and thinks me mad. Hark, villains, I will grind your bones to dust, and with your blood and it I'll make a paste, and of the paste a coffin I will rear, and make two pasties of your shameful heads, and bid that strumpet your unhallowed dam, like to the earth, swallow her own increase." This is the feast that I have bid her to, and this the banquet she shall serve it on. For worse than Philomel you used my daughter, and worse than Procne I will be revenged. And now prepare your throats. Lavinia, come. He cuts their throats. Receive the blood, and when that they are dead, let me go grind their bones to powder small, and with this hateful liquor temper it. And in that paste, let the vile heads be baked. Come, come, be every one officious to make this banquet, which I wish may prove more stern and bloody than the centaur's feast. So now bring them in, for I'll play the cook and see them ready against their mother
0: comes. Exont bearing the dead bodies. End of Act Five, Scene Two. Act Five, Scene Three. Court of Titus's house. A banquet set out enter lucius marcus and goths with Aaron prisoner
1: uncle marcus since it is my father's mind that i repair to rome i am content and
2: ours with thine befall what fortune will
1: good uncle take you in this barbarous maw this ravenous tiger this accursed devil let him receive no sustenance fetter him till he be brought unto the empress's face for testimony of her foul proceedings and see the ambush of our friends be strong I fear the emperor means no good to us.
5: Some devil, whisper curses in mine ear, and prompt me that my tongue may utter forth the venomous malice of my swelling heart.
1: Away, inhuman dog, unhallowed slave. Sirs, help our uncle to convey him in.
0: Exant Goths with Aaron, flourish within.
1: The trumpets show the emperor is at hand.
0: Enter Saturnius and Tamara, with Amelius.
8: What? Hath the moment more sons than one.
7: What boots it thee to call thyself a son? Rome's emperor and nephew, break the parl. These quarrels must be quietly debated. The feast is ready, which the careful Titus hath ordained to an honorable end, for peace, for love, for league, and good to Rome. Please you, therefore, draw nigh and take your places.
8: Marcus,
0: we will. Hot voice sound. The company sit down at table. Enter Titus dressed like a cook. Lavinia veiled. Young Lucius and others. Titus places the dishes on the table.
3: Welcome, my gracious lord. Welcome, dread queen. Welcome, ye warlike goths. Welcome, Lucius. And welcome all. Although the cheer be poor, T'will fill your stomachs, please you eat of it.
8: Why art thou thus attired, Andronicus?
3: Because I would be sure to have all well, To entertain your highness and your empress
6: we are beholding to you good andronicus
3: and if your highness knew my heart you were my lord the emperor resolve me this was it well done of rash virginius to slay his daughter with his own right hand because she was enforced stained and deflowered
8: it was andronicus
3: your reason mighty lord
8: because the girl should not survive her saying and by her presence still renew his sorrows
3: a reason mighty strong and effectual a pattern precedent and lively warrant for me most wretched to perform the like die die lavinia and thy shame with thee
0: kills lavinia
3: and with thy shame thy father's sorrow die
8: what hast thou done unnatural and unkind
3: killed her for whom my tears have made me blind i am as woeful as virginius was and have a thousand times more cause than he to do this outrage, and it now is done.
8: What was he ravished? Tell who did the deed.
3: Will it please you eat? Will it please your highness feed?
6: Why hast thou slain thine only daughter thus?
3: Not I. It was Chiron and Demetrius. They ravished her, and cut away her tongue. And they, it was they, that did her all this wrong. Go fetch
8: them hither to us presently.
3: Why, there they are both, baked in that pie, Whereof their mother daintily hath fed, Eating the flesh that she herself hath bred. Tis true, tis true, witness my knife's sharp point.
1: Kills Tamara.
8: Die, frantic wretch, for this accursed deed.
1: Kills Titus. Can the son's eye behold his father's bleed? There's meat for meat, death for a deadly deed.
0: Kill Saturnius, a great tumult. Lucius Marcus and others go up into the balcony.
7: You sad-faced men, people and sons of Rome, by uproar served like a flight of fowl scattered by winds and high tempestuous gusts. Oh, let me teach you how to knit again this scattered corn into one mutual sheaf, these broken limbs again into one body lest Rome herself be bane unto herself. And she whom mighty kingdoms curtsy to, like a forlorn and desperate castaway, do shameful execution on herself. But if my frosty signs and chaps of age, grave witnesses of true experience, cannot induce you to attend my words, to Lucius, speak, Rome's dear friend, as erst our ancestor, WHEN WITH solemn TONGUE HE DID DISCOURSE TO LOVESICK DIDO'S SAD ATTENDING EAR, THE STORY OF THAT BALEFUL BURNING NIGHT WHEN SUBTLE GREEK SURPRISED KING PRIAM'S TROY, TELL US WHAT SINON HATH BEWITCHED OUR EARS. OR WHO HATH BROUGHT THE FATAL ENGINE IN THAT GIVES OUR TROY, OUR ROME, THE CIVIL WOUND? MY HEART IS NOT COMPACT OF FLINT NOR STEEL, NOR CAN I UTTER ALL OUR BITTER GRIEF, BUT FLOODS OF TEARS WILL DROWN MY ORATORY, AND BREAK MY UTTERANCE, even in the time when it should move you to attend me most, lending your kind commiseration. Here is a captain. Let him tell the tale. Your hearts will throb and weep to hear him speak.
1: Then, noble auditory, be it known to you that cursed Kiran and Demetrius were they that murdered our emperor's brother, and they it were that ravished our sister, for their fell faults our brothers were beheaded, our father's tears despised, and basely cozened, of that true hand that fought Rome's quarrel out, and sent her enemies unto the grave. Lastly, myself unkindly banished, the gates shut on me, and turned weeping out to beg relief among Rome's enemies, who drowned their enmity in my true tears, and oped their arms to embrace me as a friend. I am the turned forth, be it known to you, that have preserved her welfare there in my blood and from her bosom took the enemy's point sheathing the steel in my adventurous body alas you know i am no vaunter I, my scars can witness dumb although they are that my report is just and full of truth but soft methinks i do digress too much citing my worthless praise oh pardon me for when no friends are by men
7: praise themselves now it is my turn to speak BEHOLD THIS CHILD, POINTING TO THE CHILD IN THE ARMS OF AN ATTENDANT. OF THIS WAS TAMORA DELIVERED, THE ISSUE OF AN IRRELIGIOUS MOOR. CHIEF ARCHITECT AND PLOTTER OF THESE WOES, THE VILLAIN IS ALIVE IN TITUS' HOUSE. AND AS HE IS, TO WITNESS THIS IS TRUE. NOW JUDGE WHAT CAUSE HAD TITUS TO REVENGE THESE WRONGS, UNSPEAKABLE, PAST PATIENCE, OR MORE THAN ANY LIVING MAN COULD BEAR. NOW YOU HAVE HEARD THE TRUTH, WHAT SAY YOU, ROMANS? HAVE WE DONE Aught AMISS? SHOW US WHEREIN. AND FROM THE PLACE WHERE YOU BEHOLD US NOW, THE POOR REMAINDER OF Andronici, WILL HAND IN HAND, ALL HEADLONG CAST US DOWN, AND ON THE RAGGED STONES BEAT FORTH OUR BRAINS, AND MAKE A MUTUAL CLOSURE OF OUR HOUSE. SPEAK, ROMANS, SPEAK. AND IF YOU SAY WE SHALL, LO, HAND IN HAND, LUCIUS AND I WILL FALL.
5: Come, come, thou reverend bad of Rome, And bring our emperor gently in thy hand, Lucius, our emperor. For well I know the common voice do cry, It shall be so.
7: Lucius, all, all hail, Rome's hail, Rome's royal, royal emperor. emperor. Go, go into old Titus' sorrowful house, To attendants, And hither hail that misbelieving moor To be adjudged some direful slaughtering death As punishment for his most wicked life exant attendants, Lucius Marcus, and the others descend. Lucius, Lucius all, all hail, Rome's,
1: Rome's gracious, gracious governor. governor. Thanks, gentle Romans. May I govern so to heal Rome's harms and wipe away her woe? But gentle people, give me aim awhile, for nature puts me to a heavy task. Stand all aloof, but uncle, draw you near to shed obsequious tears upon this trunk. Oh, take this warm kiss on thy pale, cold lips
0: kissing titus
1: these sorrowful drops upon thy blood-stained face the last true duties of thy noble son
7: tear for tear and loving kiss for kiss thy brother marcus tenders on thy lips oh were the sum of these that i should pay countless and infinite yet would i pay them come hither boy come come and learn of us to melt in showers
1: thy grandsire loved thee well Many a time he danced thee on his knee, sung thee asleep, his loving breast thy pillow. Many a matter hath he told thee, meet in agreeing with thine infancy. In that respect, then, like a loving child, shed yet some small drops for thy tender spring, because kind nature doth require it so. Friends should associate friends in grief and woe. Bid him farewell. Commit him to the grave, do him that kindness, and take leave of him,
2: O oh, grandsire, grandsire, even with all my heart, would I were dead, so you did live again, O oh, Lord, I cannot speak to him for weeping, my tears will choke me if I ope my mouth.
0: re-enter attendance with Aaron,
5: you sad andronici have done with woes give sentence on this execrable wretch that hath been breeder
1: of these dire events set him breast deep in earth and famish him there let him stand and rave and cry for food if any one relieves or pities him for the offence he dies this is our doom some stay to see him fastened in the earth
5: oh why should wrath be mute and fury dumb i am no baby i that with base prayers i should repent the evils i have done ten thousand worse than ever yet i did would i perform if i might have my will if one good deed in all my life i did
1: i do repent it from my very soul some loving friends convey the Hence and give him burial in his father's grave My father and Lavinia shall forthwith be closed in our household's monument. As for that heinous tiger Tamara, no funeral rite, nor man in mourning weeds, No mournful bell shall ring her burial. But throw her forth to beasts and birds of prey, her life was beast-like, And devoid of piety, and being so shall have like want of pity. See justice done on Aaron, that damned Moor by whom a heavy haps had their beginning then afterwards to order well the state that like events may ne'er it ruinate
0: exant end of act 5 scene 3 end of act 5 end of titus andronicus by william shakespeare